0: Good morning. Today is Friday, May the 29th, and you're listening to episode 39 of the Sounds of Stonebridge podcast. Of course, today is Financial Friday with our financial guru, our resident guru here at Stonebridge, Ken Nemery. Ken, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hard to believe it's the end of May already. Yeah, it seems uh, you know everybody calls this like Groundhog Day, where every day is kind of the same. But yeah, it is the uh, it is the end of May, and I know we're uh, you know we're going to talk a little bit about some of the implications for you know residents down here in Florida and and people here at Stonebridge, and specifically related to hurricane season. But you know, I thought maybe today's discussion would start off um, with a topic that we had discussed two weeks ago when you were on. And that is, you know, some of the things that are very important for um, the bulk of the residents here in Stonebridge. And I know one of those things are some of the changes or some of the modifications that have been made as a result of the CARES Act. So do you want to kind of elaborate on that a bit?
1: Yes, of course. So um, as Neil was saying, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I thought it worthy of a reminder here. So a couple of important Uh, regulation changes with respect to retirement accounts and the first one being the CARES Act which is the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act and that was more recently put into play at the end of March with the um, uh, advent of the uh, spread of the coronavirus. So a number of things that come up with respect to small businesses and individuals but what I thought was again worthy of mention for some of the residents in Stonebridge one of the aspects of the um, act actually eliminates the requirement for minimum distributions for this year. So for the calendar year 2020 the RMDs are required minimum distributions have been waived. It doesn't mean that you don't have to take them but if you do not have to take them you can actually skip this year and then continue on again next year. So again as you know, not tax or uh, legal advice, but any distributions from retirement accounts, like IRAs or individual retirement accounts, become taxable income to the individual that is taking it. So for those of you that may not need to take that required minimum distribution for this year, the law with respect to the CARES Act now allows you to waive it for this calendar year. So I think it's a good um, uh, thing to keep in mind. the second thing I wanted to also just talk a little bit about was uh, something that happened toward the end of last year. Actually, I think it was um, on December 20th that the law was signed into uh, action, and this is the Secure Act of 2019. The Secure Act is again setting every community up for Retirement Enhancement Act. Um, like I said, it was put into effect at the end of last year, and this has again a couple of very Um, big implications for individual retirement accounts or IRAs. So as we know, a lot of residents in uh, Stonebridge in particular um, have been very successful in accumulating quite a bit of wealth in these retirement vehicles. And there are some substantial changes with respect to it. Number one, for those of you that are younger than 70 and a half, you are now able to move up that required minimum distribution age to age 72. So again, for those of you that have been taking the RMDs to this point, with respect to the SECURE Act, not the CARES Act, okay, uh, you still are gonna continue under those rules. But for those that are a little bit younger, they will adopt a new legislation that allows you to defer taking RMDs or required minimum distributions to age 72. The other important part about that is it also uh, eliminated the contribution limits on IRA accounts. So for people in the past that were of a certain point, uh, you could not continue to contribute into the IRA account on a going forward basis. And now you can continue to contribute to your retirement account or your IRA account, again, as long as there are wages or earned income not coming from the portfolio. So again, not to offer uh, tax or legal advice, but a couple of nice advantages for people that are being um, careful in looking at some of these changes to uh, some of these
0: important uh, legislation
1: uh, pieces with respect to retirement accounts.
0: Kenny, how about for some of us slightly younger uh, some of the slightly younger members here at Stonebridge, are there, is there anything, you know, in particular, you did mention about being able to delay your, uh, your RMD, uh, you know, till 72. Is there anything else in there specific, uh, you know, anything related to social security or anything that, you know, that we need to know?
1: Well, um, you know, unfortunately the younger folks are not getting as much of a, a benefit, so to speak. But again, there are some aspects within the, um, uh, Relief Act with respect to coronavirus, that in a pinch, if you needed to take uh, funds up to $100,000, I believe, out of a retirement account due to uh, virus-related, you know, um, uh, setbacks, you have the opportunity to do that without a penalty. And then there's an extended period as to um, how you can pay those taxes. So again. Um, talk with your tax professional, or if you have specific questions when we see each other, uh, around the neighborhood, you know, uh, please stop and we can talk a little bit more specific, but there are certain things that, that, um, do provide additionally for, uh, the younger folks.
0: You know, uh, Ken brought up an interesting point is that when you do see him around the neighborhood, um, I've known Ken a long time, he's always, you know, willing to spend a few minutes with people to give, uh, you know, some thoughts and to kind of uh, reinforce some of the things that we talk about, you know, here on Sounds of Stonebridge on Financial Fridays. And you are listening, by the way, to Financial Fridays on the Sounds of Stonebridge with Ken Nemery. Ken, Sunday starts hurricane season. Um, as if we didn't have enough going on in our lives right now, we now got to start, you know, paying attention to the tropics and the weather. What's, you know, what does that mean for um, both residents here in South Florida and also, of course, those of us that live in Stonebridge?
1: Right, right. So
0: again, hard to believe that this
1: weekend starts June 1st, and that's the uh, beginning of hurricane season. Um, I guess we uh, had a little bit of a taste of it this week with the rain uh, that we've had virtually every day at this point. So uh, again, some of the weather forecasters are about as accurate as some of the economists out there, but um, they are calling for a little bit more of an active uh, season this year. And um, Uh, We've been fortunate over the last so many years to um, be spared some of the brunt of the hurricanes, but um, we were affected with Wilma, you know, some years ago and got hit pretty hard with respect to roof and some other things within the house. So um, aside from the tax holiday that I believe is starting next week, we'll have to confirm the dates, but with respect to batteries and other smaller purchases, um, obviously there's a some hurricane preparation plans outside of food and, uh, and batteries and, and flashlights and the like, uh, being able to secure important documents and papers. Again, common sense would just make sure that it's just not sitting in a desk drawer, uh, you know, uh, un, un, unprotected. So simple things like being able to just put important documents into a Ziploc bag or something like that make sure it's in a waterproof container or something uh, so that you have access to it and sort of a, uh, an exit package, if you will. Uh, extra checks, debit cards, maybe some you know passport information, that type of stuff. But separate from some of the uh, sort of toolkit type of things, um, one thing I wanted to uh, just mention to folks For those that may need some extra liquidity and liquidity means just having extra cash or being able to have money in the event of something uh, in an adverse situation. Now obviously a lot of people are simply holding money in the bank account and earning zero on their investment uh, or their savings I should say Um, but there is another way of actually being able to tap um, your personal portfolios to be able to do what I think is an interesting and um, smart way of uh, obtaining funds at a very low cost rate. So not that I'm typically an advocate of leverage, so to speak, but in looking at the other side of the balance sheet, there are some securitized credit line type of um, options that are available to people that do have security portfolios. So again, Uh, Hopefully, this is something that never has to be, but if there were to be an event where it was required to very quickly be able to tap a fairly significant amount of money without affecting your investments, or if you didn't have that extra cash on hand at the bank, to be able to talk to the people that you are working with on the financial side, and basically becomes a securitized line of credit against your investment portfolio. Now, it's typically based against the prime rate plus or minus an added spread. So the prime rate right now is 3.25%. For those of you that have significant relationships with different financial institutions, that 3.25% may in fact be a little bit lower because of the relationship or the discounting that they may be offering. So you could see rates as low as two and three quarters or two and a half, depending upon who are the people you're working with. But again, it becomes a nice kind of fail-safe type of mechanism to know that you have an opportunity to um, access credit very quickly. And without getting to how the watch is built, um, it becomes a nice way of looking at credit for people um, without having to go through a whole underwriting process. a very different type of loan, um, easily accessible, and something that I think you should have on file. Not that you need to use it, but to have it as a resource if need be.
0: Yeah, I know. Personally, I'm going to be taking advantage of some of the lower interest rates right now. My uh, auto lease actually is uh, coming due in a couple of months, and uh, I'm going to probably stay with the same uh, car brand that I have now. And they've already said, look, we'll, uh, you know, we'll work with you, and the rates are lower, so we're probably going to be able to give you a lower payment. So, uh, you know, it seems like a, a win-win. Uh, so to speak, uh, with interest rates being so low?
1: Yeah, so, you know, with every uh, uh, change comes a silver lining. And obviously, with the Fed going to a zero interest rate policy across the board, and the recent shutdown of the economy, um, there have been some silver linings. So, uh, in particular, auto sales have come down dramatically. And you've seen across the board, in fact, there was a big piece yesterday I think it was Nissan was cutting production um, for the first time in many, many years. So car uh, manufacturers are very uh, anxious to sell cars. Even our friend Elon Musk um, has <laughs> discounted the Tesla by about five thousand dollars. Wow! With the exception of the latest model, which I could but afford. I believe, one. Yeah, but I believe the um, uh, the three, the S, and um, the other one. Uh, they're all being cut by about five to $6,000. So, and then obviously with what you talked about with the um, uh, leasing or interest rates, I've seen now some of these extended loans being offered by car manufacturers or car sales um, up to, I believe, eight years, which I have not seen uh, uh, in the past. hmm
0: You know, let's do a little bit of a lightning round, Ken. There's a number of things that, you know, you and I talk about during a a typical week. uh, Just for, uh, you know, as you know, we're talking here today on Financial Friday on the sounds of Stonebridge. And, you know, let's talk about, you know, recovery, Um, you know, fast or slow, who knows where it's going to go? Who knew I was a poet? But uh, (laughs) (laughs) what's your thought on that?
1: Well, look, the, um, the trajectory that we're on still seems to be a, a fall-winter type of timeline. Um, uh, obviously, nobody has a, a crystal ball that's clear by any means. And right. I think personally, uh, the next couple of weeks with the economy sort of on a reopening path and people clamoring to get back into uh, public forums, um, we really need to see if there's going to be sort of a rebound in uh, new cases now. Again, some of that needs to be separated with how many people are being uh, infected or possibly reinfected versus just simply how the data works. As you know, Neil, you're a big data guy. But with the um, increase in the amount of testing that's available, both for antibodies and everything else, um, we're obviously going to see more cases coming on because of the simple fact that more people are being tested. So... I think the next couple of weeks, maybe two three weeks, would maybe be a little bit of an indicator as to what's to be. But uh, from a whole, there are obviously going to be some very big winners and some people that are going to struggle quite a bit in getting back, uh, you know, uh, to work and the like. But uh, as a whole, we're looking somewhere around um, the fall winter months at this point. Now, um, the thing I'll throw back to you, since you're in the retailing space. <laughs> is again in terms of this somewhat what i believe is going to be more of a lopsided recovery Um, obviously the retail space has been affected dramatically both in terms of some of the things we were talking about with some of the um, you know more discretionary purchases a lot cars and the like Um, but what do you see happening in the retails i've seen you know, this morning Nordstrom's, I think, is closing 16 stores. One of them being in Miami yes. might be some good sales there. How do you see the retail landscape kind of on a pre- and post-COVID type of
0: um, uh, environment? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting to look at the retail world right now. I mean, first you have to divide it by consumer um, discretionary and, of course, consumer staples and, and then what you've got to do is you've even got to subdivide it even more. Um, as an example, I'm working with uh, one of the country's big food suppliers. And, you know, they're real interested in understanding, you know, what's going to happen as restaurants start to reopen? And, you know, will people be backing off of their grocery uh, spending? And will that spending get made up with uh, dining out? So because it, it changes the way that uh, our food suppliers have to uh, you know project and predict what they're going to need in order to be able to fulfill consumer demand. So I think you know the the one thing that I will stress is that over the last I'd say almost eighteen months, two years, that the consumer has really been in charge um, in a lot of ways. That the you know both retailers and brands and manufacturers have really kind of listened or tried to listen as much as they can to the consumer. Um, and what they want but I do think though Ken and you know I know my friends at the National Retail Federation hate when I use this term you know I do think we are going to see you know some bloodletting right now in the retail category in particular brick and mortar Um, so there's a couple of different implications number one like you said it means there's going to be a lot of sales out there and who wins when there's sales clearly the consumer So I think they're going to be out there looking for sales, looking for opportunities. There's a lot of uh, pent-up demand. Um, I'm not quite sure that that demand's ever going to get back to, let's just say, whole in terms of where we were before. I I read a report um, from one of the uh, retail analysts yesterday that thinks that 10%, you know, will never come back. And and that really, I think, will have a big effect on a number of brands. There will be a number of winners and losers. You know, an example will be Nike, um, you know, in the footwear space. They will be one of the big winners, um, in my opinion. You know, I've talked about Skechers before. Um, You know, Lululemon's been doing incredibly well in their space. Uh, So you will, you know, I think, see some winners and losers. What do you think also about some other outside influence, Ken, from things like China? Um, you know, it seems like we're going back and forth again with China um, on some some uh, import restrictions and now the situation in Hong Kong. So, do you think that's just more, you know, more about bluster and not much to do about, you know, real change in terms of how it's going to affect the economy?
1: Well, look, the, you know, the geopolitical situation is always something um, to factor in. So, Uh, the last few days, um, the rhetoric between the US and China has increased quite a bit, obviously. Um, That will have an impact in terms of supply chain. Um, But I think some of the shifts have already started to occur well in advance of this. And um, look, uh, the cheaper and abundance of labor in Asian countries, in particular China, it was such a great advantage relative to the U.S. Uh, worker um, that it was a natural that these global companies would ship production and manufacturing uh, to where it was a lower cost provider. We saw it with Mexico. We saw it with China. We saw it with different countries. Vietnam. Um, these countries, these, these companies, are very fungible, and when China started to have problems, really going back beyond a year or so ago. A lot of that um, uh, production and manufacturing started to migrate to other countries within the Pacific Rim. So I think it's going to have more of a short-term impact upon things as opposed to a longer-term impact because companies have the flexibility between technology and um, uh, stronger balance sheets to be able to um, move to where they're treated best, so to speak. I think what does become uh, an important longer term trend is that the global economy for a large part um, has been carried by the U.S. consumer and a big, uh, uh, you know, part of the global growth story had been the emergence of a middle class or a consumer class in some of these emerging market countries, all China, India, et cetera. Now, if in fact, these economies are going to take longer to turn than, than, than was expected, or there are some more structural issues that are going to prevent the uh, development uh, across the board there, then I think that we're going to have a larger problem at hand in terms of global economic growth, as opposed to more supply chain related items.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting also, somebody asked me yesterday, did I think that this recent situation with the coronavirus and you know, the way that, you know, we had to kind of mobilize a lot of American production, you know, will that bring some manufacturing back to the United States? And my answer was, I do not see that happening long term. I do see, you know, that a lot of companies have found that they are able to pivot to change to meet specific uh, needs here in the United States. But as a general rule, I think that low cost labor, you know, will still drive manufacturing pretty much, uh, at the end of the day.
1: I tend to agree. So again, certain industries um, that are (laughs) going to be obviously more labor intensive uh, and that's going to be the key to profitability. Um, But we have seen somewhat of a shift coming back to U.S. manufacturing. Uh, Again, it started some years ago with the car companies getting preferential tax treatment from state and local governments. Um, It also happened in terms of more of an evolution with some of the more advanced manufacturing processes requiring more skilled and educated workforce. And um, that has come back to the U.S. So again, it's a very uh, you know, competitive world. Everything is much more interrelated as we've seen with the viral situation. And it extends across the, the landscape, whether it be in healthcare, economics, or just simple business.
0: Um, I want to thank Ken Nemery for coming on the sounds of Stonebridge today. uh, Fridays, of course, being financial Fridays with Ken Nemery. So uh, Ken, thanks a lot for coming on and uh, imparting some of your wisdom and experience um, on us. I do appreciate that. Uh, Next week, I think, you know, a couple of things I might, we might want to talk a little bit about might be uh, the hospitality and travel side of things and vacations because, you know, summer is always a big vacation time and, you know, more and more I've been listening to what people are saying they're going to do. It looks like a lot more people are going to drive, you know, to their destinations this year than to fly. Um, Disney's talking about reopening in July. And, uh, you know, it sounds like it's going to be quite an ambitious effort in terms of trying to get people to the parks. And, and so I think we'll we'll focus on that next Friday. Um, It's looking like a great weekend here uh, in uh, South Florida. So, you know, take advantage of it. Get out there and play some golf, some pickleball. You know, whatever you like to do, get out there. Uh, Fresh air is good for you. Don't forget about Stonebridge to go at 561 886 6708. Tomorrow, Saturday. Is pizza day and I know they've changed the uh, schedule so make sure that you uh, check your email or the uh, call to the club to make sure that you don't get shut out that's actually happened to me on more than one occasion I wanted to get a pizza of course called too late and uh, I went pizza-less that day Um, you can always of course listen to the sounds of Stonebridge um, on the Stonebridge Facebook forum uh, we, uh, post usually about 30, 45 minutes after we're done recording the shows, So it, it's very timely. You can also listen to back episodes. Also, if you've got a great story to tell and you'd like to, you know, come on the show and, and talk to your neighbors a little bit, uh, you know, tell them some of the things that you've done or some of the things you're involved in or, or how, you know, if you've again, got a great story to tell, don't be hesitant about stopping me around the club, uh, you know, and saying, hey, I'd like to come on the show. It's just a conversation. Um, There's nothing special that you have to do. No special technical advice. Uh, We use Zoom to record this. So it's real simple. And by the way, if you've not listened, and you're a first time listener, just remember, you don't need to subscribe to anything. All you need to do is click on the link that's in the Facebook post. So again, I want to thank Kenny for coming on. Thanks, Ken.
1: My pleasure, Neil, and thank you, as always, for hosting and putting this together, Neil Schwartz production.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not sure if it's a Neil Schwartz production, but uh, don't forget to join us. Uh, We're scheduled now Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Um, We're going to have some great guests next week. I will uh, give some uh, advance uh, warning on the Stonebridge uh, Facebook forum about next week's guests. So thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend.